nights when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know again. Hey everybody, welcome back to the horror you know. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Darren. And this week we are talking about a movie that... You know what? I'm not going to give you opinions now. We'll get into that in a second. Basically, the the movie is called Antlers. Uh, just came out on DVD a little bit ago, like a few weeks at this point. I don't know when this is airing. So it came out sometime in the past year. And I have a few things I want to talk about. Number one, before we get into the story, Mr. Mr. Ian sitting to my left here has brought us these tasty beverages. And these are, what is this, Old Smoky? Old Smoky. Yep, Old Moonshine. Uh, I've got like a banana cream one. That's a banana pudding, buddy. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot you fucking endorsed for them. <laughs> That's right. I think me Old Smoky. Buttery, buttery nipple. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> yeah, mine's buttery nipple. Pecan. <laughs> Pecan. Nip, nipple. Uh, and, well, you, you got the strawberry one. I got uh, strawberries and cream for the ladies. <laughs> All two of you that listen right. to this podcast <laughs> oh, We're probably shit. related to one of us here so. or, <laughs> What the fuck are you doing <laughs> over <just> there? Happened. <laughs> I, I went to sit back a little too far And I tugged on the cord of my headphones So I wanted to make sure it was all good You're good You're So good. We, we haven't actually taken these shots yet I want people to know that we have, we're, not, we're not drunk That's just Ian Sober Gotta shake it up, baby. Oh, I already took the lid off mine. Yeah, that sounds disgusting <laughs> in my headphones. Goosh, goosh, goosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> once again, this went off the rails quickly. All right, fellas. Bottom it up. Come on, man. Hurry up over there. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. <sighs> Tasty. Delightful. That's not bad. Can we all agree that they'd probably be better a little chilled? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mine was kind of like a cappuccino type taste. Yeah. Well, we had those buttered pecan ones last time. They were they came from the shelf just like these. Mine had a very milky afterbirth. <laughs> afterbirth? <laughs> so, He's had a lot of afterbirth <laughs> in his mouth. So, uh, so antlers. It's not just what's running around in the woods right now in the dark. All right, Ian. Don't ever look at me like that again. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't... <laughs> yes. There's you fucking, earned so, that one. So the one time that you we get it. this fucking thing working. <laughs> All right, well, when I say something really clever, I expect a rim shot. Mm-mm. If you know what I mean. There you go. Antlers. Antlers. Who... Does anybody know who directed Antlers? I know Guillermo del Toro was a producer, but I don't remember who directed it. I could look it up. You guys keep so talking. So, essentially, this movie is, if you don't know, about a Wendigo creature. And the problem I have from the get-go is... And I feel like there's some stereotyping going on here in Hollywood. So, the, 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 main, the main guy, the Native American guy that always pops up uh, in movies that has to 
do with like Native American folklore. I feel like anytime he's involved, it's always a Wendigo. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like even in shows and stuff. That is Graham Greene, by the way. He's which I he's a great love, actor. Love Graham Greene. He was in uh I saw him last in First Mutants, I believe, or New Mutants. I don't have a beef with the lore of Wendigo. I just feel like it's it's overdone. And then when it is done, it's hit or miss for me. I think Supernatural, the show, did a really good job with Wendigos. Uh. Means, that was an early episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it in the first the season. First, it was first like, episode was, of the year. It was, I think, the second it was or the third. Second it was the okay. second. Yeah, the first one was the the lady on the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Scott Cooper, by the way, directed this. Director, gotcha. Yeah, good old wrote, Scotty wrote it as well. Good old Scotty, like you know who he is. Uh, me and Scotty go way back. Mike Pippen. Scotty doesn't know. So he's like he does now. Yeah. This is his first horror movie, by the way. Hostels, Out of the Furnace, and Crazy Heart. Hostels. Hostels he did the Hostel a... movies? No, 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 no. Hostels with Christian Bale. Uh, yes. That was set like in Civil War time? Yes. All right. So, solid solid resume. Just this one didn't didn't click with me. And uh, reason being is, and I'll, I'll kind of start at the beginning of the movie, it, it has that slow, ominous feel to it. And some creepy music going on. And it starts off with the boy in the truck. Uh, for those of us that have watched the movie. starts off. Yeah, there might be the... spoilers. You might want to turn this off and yeah, watch yeah, the if, movie and then come if back. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you click on antlers. Spoilers. Unless you thought we were just talking about deer season. So I believe he was making a joke directed towards me because I fell asleep towards the end of this movie. And trust me, people, you probably will too if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so... <laughs> The movie starts off with the boy in the truck and his his papa and one of his friends are in this building making uh, meth, basically. And uh, you hear this creature kind of groaning and screaming and all kinds of stuff in the dark. So I thought it definitely started off with a good feel to it. So I kind of perked up a little bit like, oh, here we go. And then you find out later the boy had a brother. They live with their dad. The mom's not in the picture. And then it just kind of like, to me, spirals into a shit show of I don't cares and are you fucking kidding me? Why would you do that for me? And the big the big part is, I'm going to skip toward the middle, is the principal doing the, the, the wellness check on the house and she goes in and there's blood all over the wall, all over the stairs leading like up to the attic, right? So instead of phoning the police, she continues to search by herself. Why would you do that? Like Maybe that, it was Halloween time. She thought it was. It's a horror movie. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus Christ! Like that's what like calling the cops and they're calling the SWAT team and the movie's over. It's over. There's got to be like, at least well, a unless sheriff. they're going against Michael Myers because I mean just maybe she all. thought somebody was hurt because he did have a little brother and she knew that. Yeah, but I'm and just he saying he wasn't like, coming to school. I get what you're saying. I'm just if there's that much blood and it's it's a it's clearly like a crime scene. Like, call somebody and then maybe go check. I don't know. But essentially what happens is she gets up there. The dad brutally attacks and murders her. Spoiler alert. And um, Brutally murders her. Brutally murders her. And then, The gore scenes were really good. Yeah, and then I think at that point, like, he starts to transform into the, the actual Wendigo creature. Because at first he's like a, a skinwalker, so to say. <laughs> Segwaying into my next part here. Uh, so 
that and then when the boy is chased by the bullies into the woods and yeah. then the thing just emerges and uh, slaughters pretty much everybody. So don't get me wrong, man. I didn't hate the creature itself, like the look of it and everything. And and the tone was there. It's just story-wise, like with the teacher, the teacher being Carrie Russell and everything, it's just, it didn't, it just didn't grip me like I thought it would. And then the brother, the brother is fucking borderline serial killer to me. He's so creepy and like awkward in that movie. And he's supposed to be the sheriff. And then like they keep like segueing in between like that and the story of like her being abused by their dad and then him like knowing what's going on but still defending him. And I'm like, all right, this is getting kind of weird. And then that doesn't play into anything later. Like it doesn't... He didn't really defend the dad. He was, but I, he was I feel like she kind of left him. Yeah, and I feel like, and but she, but shouldn't he have been like a lot more understanding to like why she had to get away from that situation? You know what I mean, though. Like I get what, but he he got the same stuff, and that's what he was. Pissed did he? Because I didn't think I didn't think he, he was, got molested. As I didn't well. think he did. Okay, and he I got beat as well. Some of us like, has you... watched. Sorry, I've watched this movie once. Means has watched it twice. <laughs> True. Uh, I do my yeah, research. I, I didn't. Uh, I've watched it point seven five. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> have any interest in watching it a second time. So, but apparently, I have missed some things, so I will watch it again. More of the story is the end of the movie it was very cliche to me. Like I knew when the brother got attacked, yeah, that something was going to happen, and then the end pops up and. Like for a guy that couldn't take this thing down with a, with a, a trained policeman with a, with a gun, and she just goes in with a pocket knife and kills this thing in the in a cave, um, kind of, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so the ending was way too abrupt. I so think. yeah, so the fact that they kind of set it up for another one worries me because, like I said, I, I I wasn't really feeling this one, and I had high hopes for this movie. Like I, it was one of my like. Um, top like can't wait for this to come out i really want to check this out and i feel like i was greatly disappointed with it when i saw the finished product um do you guys so give me your feedback on watching it the first time though your feedback when we talked well, about it was you didn't really care for it the first time the first time i watched it now, here's the problem i have with these type of movies in theaters and this is the reason i'm not a big theater guy I don't like going to see movies in theaters. I watch them at drive-ins just for fun. I would rather see movies in my home viewing. Okay. Mm -hmm. For one is you can adjust anything you want. And this is a dark film. Mm -hmm. So some of those scenes you didn't see in the theater the way you saw them in your home theater. Yeah, because right? theaters will purposely set the bulb to dim to yes. save bulb yes. life. So, so there, there was shit in that movie that I didn't get the first time watching it. And then when I process movies when I'm watching them, I don't intellectually process a movie. I viscerally process a movie. So I have to watch movies two to three times if it's a decent movie to understand it. And that's not meaning I'm ignorant. You know, I'm not an ignorant guy. I, I like to take my time and process a movie, and I think that's because I'm a film studies teacher. I go back and process movies that way. So if I watch a movie a first time, it's visceral, and I, I react to it viscerally. Right. And that movie was too abrupt of an ending for me to like. The second watch, I caught things that I didn't catch before, like what I just said, and mm and some of the, the actual meaning or metaphor behind the movie, which I'll talk about whenever you guys are ready. So, 
There you go. What? How far did you get? I don't remember. It was. I, I watched a good, decent amount of it, though. Like for me, I, I don't expect much out of horror movies for the most part. Yeah, but <laughs> if I'm watching it, what? What the hell? I, I'm. We're uh, a horror podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not I don't going expect in. This, that much out of the shit we're doing. What well, I, I think what he's saying is he's he's not expecting like yeah. Oscar performances right. and stuff like that. But at the same time. Means pointed this out before we got on here. A lot of the, when when it's just the three of us, whatever the subject is, Ian and I usually don't like it. Truth. Yeah. To which I defended us and said, "You're not wrong," but in our defense, we didn't watch it twice, and you didn't like it the first time either. So Truth. maybe if we watch it again, we you can appreciate it. it more or hate it fucking more. Yeah. So, Ian, Ian would Ian have to watch it one and a half more times then? To... <laughs> At least once. I'll, I'll never watch it again. I look. I, I intended to go back and finish it, and I just kept bringing myself to it. I, I would think about it. what I watched already, and I was like, like I'm gonna watch Candyman again because the first time I watched Candyman, I didn't enjoy the it. newer one or the, the original? newer one. Oh, I didn't enjoy it. That's but, a good idea because I didn't. But when really... I read about it, it makes more sense. Yeah. So I'd like to go back and watch it again. So well, I, I just wanted to say though, like. You're right. That's what I was saying when I said I don't expect much out of horror movies. Yeah. Not looking for an Oscar-worthy performance, but I expect it to keep my attention. Yeah, it's got to keep your attention. It's got to be and a good story. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be If I'm phenomenal. halfway through the movie and I don't care about any of the characters and I'm like, good Lord, how much longer can this possibly go on? Yeah. I'm out of the movie by that point. I'm done. Here's what blows my mind, though, going along with that. And I've I've seen the toxicity on horror fan group sites a lot. So I'm going to bring his shit up because I'm kind of pissed. Okay. So I'm going to bring And I, I, w- I did say I was going to bring this guy's name up, but I'm not going to now. Fuck. We, I, did, I was, I was going to ask for his name earlier, but I didn't because I, I thought you were going to say I'm not it. going to. I'll, what if I'll you just, just tell us if now he and knows, it out? If he knows who he is. It's nobody you guys know. But if he knows who he is and he's listening to this, fuck Oh, so you, he's dude. not like local. No, no. Not oh, local okay. at all. So every week when I try to promote our podcast, Trent puts out a an initial post. I either edit that post or I keep the same post. I'll put it on my page and then I go on to Facebook group pages and I post the crap out of it twice. So I only did it twice. Okay. I'll do it on a Wednesday and usually on a Friday or Saturday. Right, right. All right? right. Yeah. So first when it comes out and then midweek. And you'll get, you'll go from like two shares to like 80 shares. <laughs> so we go from 12 people seeing our post to almost five to 10,000 seeing our post within that amount of time. That's a right? huge difference. That's a huge difference. Yeah, it is. And it, and it usually jumps our listenership up from like 10 to 15 to about 40 or 50 right away. Okay. So gotcha. you, you're, you're yeah. adding some listens right, right away. And I'll do that a couple of times. You know, we're, we're averaging between 80 and a hundred listens per episode right now. So we're not a huge podcast, but we've got our listeners, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, but I notice the toxicity on those group sites sometimes. They're they're like, and you guys are on another podcast. You could you could probably attest to this. In those certain groups, sometimes they get very snobbish. Yep. And they can't separate fact from fiction or reality from fantasy. And it kind of blows my mind when somebody can watch a horror movie about a Wendigo or a 
Sasquatch or a alien or a ghost. You know, I know, I know. Well, that's not how they really are. They they ruin the story. Exactly. There's possibilities of those things existing, but there's also you've got to like understand it's an entertainment. It's a movie. Yeah. Now you form your own opinions on it, and the good ones get you to think overall. But at the same time, you have to suspend belief. Absolutely. And so when people look at a movie and say, well, that's not realistic. And I'm not dogging you for what you just said, because I totally agree. Why'd that woman go up the stairs with blood everywhere? Yeah. And it, that's just yeah. that's just a little thing that normal yeah. humans wouldn't do. But at the same time, it is fantasy. But what pisses me off is when people go beyond that and they're like, you know, well, that's not reality. There's no way a Wendigo would do this or this or that. You know, and I'm like. Right. But you'll watch Transformers. Yeah. What the fuck, bro? You'll watch Aquaman. Uh, don't you can't worry. wait for the Batman. Some rich dude in tights coming out to literally almost murder people. Those same Super people Marvel. do the same things with superheroes. I know. They're like, oh, it's there's no way crazy. that Superman could do that. Well, you know what? There's no way he could do a lot of the shit that he does because he's he's fake, right? <laughs> you know, you know, people arguing over Endgame and like, why are they bringing woke, you know, women character? Well, because people want represented. Absolutely. 52% of the world is, is women. Oh, my God. They want some women we characters. We get the right to vote. What more do I want? <laughs> just, it cracks no, me but, up. No, but you're, you're right, though. People are just like, oh, God. So, like, like so in game this scene dude, where all the women came together. Yeah. Then, and people were in uproar with that. Like, I kind of thought it, it was bullshit like at first. <laughs> but then I also was like, you know, that's just because I don't like Captain Marvel. <laughs> you know, I fucking hate that character. That was not all women. That was just it one was woman. Just the one woman. I like that, like, too, even though it took me three times to get through that movie. She pisses, I wound up liking it. She pisses me off because it's like yeah, but, she has but all this power, time, but she like, didn't give a shit about humanity. Yeah, we're okay with like the empowerment of like women and stuff like that. Because like the first Wonder Woman movie I loved, I haven't watched two, yeah. and I know how much everybody hates on eighty four. Just stay far away from 84. it. But I, didn't think I guess it was that bad. I guess <laughs> the uh, I guess the point like I think we're trying to make here is like take some things with a grain of salt, like. Like, oh, Superman couldn't do this. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Or like, oh, that's not true with the comic. And I said something on our Batman review, and I misspoke, and I corrected myself after uh, somebody brought it to my attention. I said, I liked how this was more comic book accurate. It's There's no such thing as comic book accurate. I mean, there is because it's written, and that's how they are. But you could take things from a book, and you can put it in a movie or a show or a story and put whatever you want to it. Like, for example, people getting in uproars over characters in a, in a fucking comic book being on the big screen and being like, well, he wasn't black in the comic. Yeah. Then why the fuck does that matter? No. You know what I mean? Like, why does that matter? And everybody has their own taste. Like yeah. Stephen King hates almost everything that's ever been put out about his books. Really? Almost everything. Like, I'm not even shitting. He is very picky about stuff that's put out about his books. He didn't hate It, though, right? I think It was, like, one of the exceptions. He hated the original TV show. Yes, I know he hated that. The new adaptation, uh, he thought it was a little more... I think he liked Doctor Sleep too. He but loved Doctor Sleep. Hated The Shining. The original hated TV the movie was seriously like watered down, though, obviously because it was on TV. Well, yeah. So well, trust me. Way. But I mean, I'm, even I'm the not, new version was watered down compared to his book because there's some fucked up shit in that. I'm book. not kidding. I think some some movie adaptations are better than his books. I mean, so sue me. Yeah. I think the original Pet Cemetery is better than the Pet Cemetery book. Mm-hmm. But and you brought up the remake earlier. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan. Of, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I didn't like Terrible. It. 
to but it was closer to his book. So. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, so, but let's go back to this so, dude. So, I'm just gonna yeah, fucking so, slam this dude. All right, go for it. Yeah. What What happened? So, we get social media stuff every now and then. People talking to us about certain things. But this guy in particular got pissed off that I was posting on an independent film group website, and I he was like, "You're not fooling anybody. You're you're posting Hollywood movies and trying to pass them off as indie films. Get the fuck out of here. What? You know, I was, I was like, bro, I said this, if you, if you read the bylaws of this group, it's about independent film or independent horror. We're an independent horror podcast. I'm posting for us. We're, we just happen to be talking about a blockbuster movie and it was on Zodiac's what it was. So he got all pissed and wanted the the uh, administrator, like administrator? To, to cut us off. They didn't. They sent me a letter saying or a note saying, you know that you know you're an independent artist. That's what we try to support. And I told him, I said, well, I'm not fucking with this guy because he's starting to piss me off. But I, I looked on his like stuff. He's basically every post he puts up is for a kind of an independent shitty movie he's directed. So he's constantly posting about that movie, and I'm like. That's almost the pot calling the kettle black. We're we're trying to put our stuff out. You're trying to put your stuff out, but you're bitching because our stuff has ties to blockbuster movies, right? So it pissed me off, but I'm just going to tell you right now, you know, if you don't like the shit we put on this podcast, turn us off. I don't give a shit. Damn yeah, hard. it's really not that hard. Like, I have... No problem with you not liking our podcast. Like teach their own. Like I respect that. If you if you don't like it, if you don't like us as a group or individuals, I mean that's fine. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Opinion, but uh, <laughs> no, you're entitled to your opinion. That's fine. Like you said, if you don't like it, turn it off. Don't give us the listen. Whatever you want to do, you have that right. But at the same time, like don't get on somewhere like bitching about us and saying like, Oh, yeah. well, these guys shouldn't be doing this. Calling us be doing out. That. Just scroll okay. on. Okay. Why are you giving us the intention then? Just and, like, and why see, are we bothering you that much to where you had to like type and yeah, comment? That's, that's what, just move on with your day. It's toxic. It's I just, agree. That and whole subset with that is toxic. Because if people want to bitch about us, go ahead. Do it as much as you can, as loud as you can. Because you get your name out there. That's right. Talk about us. I'm just, like, I, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have no hey, problem with this that. This dude is lucky this is not like a Black Magic episode or I'd be wishing some anal warts on him. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're still good. <laughs> so, I can't help but notice, Ian, that you looked at me when he said Black Magic. You've been known to cast some Black Magic. <laughs> Any magic you cast would technically be Black Magic, right? Well, you know, that's true. All right. I, that was my so, rant. So, Don't be toxic. Be so, supportive. Yeah, to, to, to end that, to kind of touch on the last bit of that, like I don't understand the premise of, so I get that this is an independent um, horror uh group group facebook group. but here's the thing though like we're all fans of independent horror obviously but are you telling me i can't be a fan of both like i can't like mainstream and he was and just pissed talk that i was that. posting on that website yeah but that's that what i'm stuff. saying I'm like, like why would you be pissed because oh this is a blockbuster fan. okay so you don't like it because it's it's mainstream yeah. so you don't like it you're gonna wow. tell me you don't like any of the mainstream movies whatsoever none of them like, oh, I do, but that's not what I come he just, here for. He like, just thought we were taking away his shitty movie attention. I don't mm-hmm. even know what the fuck this movie is. I saw is. this trailer, and it's absolutely trash. 
I'm just saying. So, so I, I really is. I really looked at this guy it's, pretty hard. It's it's worse than cruel jaws. It's worse than cruel jaws. Well, I appreciate and you bringing I, I've that put out, up. I've put out an independent horror movie. We all can agree on that. Yes. Now, it didn't get distribution because of a certain thing, but it's out there, right? People yeah. can find it on, on websites and stuff. Mine's way better than his. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So, fuck uh, you, dude. Anyway. All right. Back to, promote back that to on that page. See how he feels about that. I should. I, uh... Yeah, I don't understand people. Again, teach their own. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But to try to get you kicked out of the group is a little too much. It's like yeah, it's like you're that worried about it. It's really fucking up your life that much. So, yeah. Um, well, he's gonna hate this one then because this your post is probably got more likes movie. than his does. So he probably felt threatened this, by that. This movie is on HBO Max, so he's gonna hate this. I mean, it, this is definitely a Hollywood style movie, but it's not. To me, it's not a blockbuster. It's yeah. this is produced for a small. Well, amount it's not of money. independently like yeah made though. But like, good God, who gives Ed a shit? Is. Enjoy, like what you like. Fuck sake. All right. So, Wendigos. I want to get into Wendigos because I, I was segueing into how much like they're in mainstream like movies and TV shows and video games and comics and everything, and. um the Wendigo creatures are, are are cool. I'm not trying to take away from from the lore of that. <laughs> one, Fuck sneaky one snake job. over there. One fucking job. He's, so, try, he's trying to open his beer all quiet, and then he throws down the cap. I was successful at that part. Look, he opens the cap. He's like, got it. He fucking slams it off the table in between two microphones. <laughs> so, uh, so for those of you that don't know, uh, the Wendigo lore originates from native american legends and is said to be half man half beast they are said to be malevolent and cannibalistic coming from cannibalism i explained this earlier probably off air uh that it is mainly man i don't think i've ever heard of like a legend of a female wendigo not saying there's not not saying there's not a legend out there uh but essentially a man that's lost in the woods uh, is on the is on the uh, uh, cusp of starvation, and there's maybe like a group of them, and they turn to cannibalism, and then this kind of manifests into uh, this this beast. Uh, this legend comes from the Algonquin speaking people originally, and it's said to be a giant humanoid with a heart of ice and a foul stench. I think my yeah. cord's rubbing something. There is a. Uh legend of sorts of a female wendigo that you're familiar with am i yeah refresh my memory it's called until dawn that yeah wendigo the game yeah you're yeah. right you're right um that originates from a different kind of origin story but yeah you're right um for those of you that haven't played until dawn um from 10 years ago we just spoiled that for me i don't think it's it's probably like six years yeah, so like uh it came out for playstation 4 so. yeah yeah um so this thing is said to be a heart of ice and foul stench until recently i hadn't heard of the heart of ice thing i, I, I didn't i didn't know that was part of it so uh they are rumored to be in cold areas of the woods knew that part uh, the main region the Wendigo is known for known to be found in is in the U.S. and it's mainly Canada near the Atlantic coast. Uh, now they are said to be like I said, creative out of cannibalism. So 
I guess, you know, you're out there, you're you're with a group of guys. This isn't going where you think it's going well, so don't worry. And uh in the middle of the woods. You're trying to survive. Your Cub Scout leader gets in your tent. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're cuddling for warmth. Slides up and you Somebody bag. starts, you know, oh you like God. you're 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 cheek to cheek and take that any way you want it. And you start nibbling on the nape of somebody's neck and then you just get a little bit too much of that nibble going easy easy, easy. i wish you could see his face right i don't wish you could see his face you just you just start nibbling on the nape of the neck and you get that you get that taste for blood and you just keep on you just keep on chewing until there's nothing left until you get to the bone and gristle and next thing you know you got yourself a wendigo and there you have it and there you have it boom there's wendigo right there Okay. More of the story is <laughs> that'll lose millions in the Catholic <laughs> Church. <laughs> More of the story is don't go camping. How do you guys feel about Wendigos altogether? Obviously, I'm not asking if you if I if you think they're real, but uh, it is a cool story, right? Like, are, are you guys? Is it just me? Or am I the only one sick of seeing so much Wendigo? And and like, I don't see nature? a lot of it. Like, I don't know. You what don't you, really. I really don't. Like, but well, I don't like, play video games. But so there's I've that. I've seen it in Supernatural and some yes. different TV shows. X Files had one. Yes. Uh, there haven't been a lot of movies about it. But there have. But I think even movies. Supernatural just did it that one time. Yeah. And then the Wendigo might have come back in just... like a later season one time. Or something. Uh, I don't remember. I know it was definitely the one. And like we said, we've said video games, plural, which the well, other video game I'm thinking of is uh, Wolverine, X Men Origins. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was in the comic book and the um, the cartoon. I just feel like I see more than that. That Okay. Well, let me just, let me, let me, I mean, move, let me move it's on. in pop culture somewhat, but I think the average person, if you ask, them about folklore legends cryptozoology that would be one of the least ones they would talk about they would talk about bigfoots they'd talk about Loch Ness monster they would talk about i just mean in like native american folklore i just think there's much creepier lore out there than just this wendigo (laughs) the wendigo i don't know why i keep saying it like that so I'll move on because you're going to understand where I'm, okay. I'm going with this. Why do we think storytellers rely so much on the Wendigo creature? That's my point. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, why, if we're going to go Native American folklore, why are we only going Wendigo? Wendigo. Wendigo. Well, for one, though, let's look at where we're at. We're from Indiana. Yeah. The Midwest. Mm-hmm. The Iroquois Nation goes from Illinois all the way up to Maine. So it's mostly northern states. Yeah, but like I said. Into northern, you know, northeastern Canada. Yeah. So we're probably hearing it maybe more. Because I know that they talk out in the west more about skinwalkers. Which brings me to the next part. Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. (laughs) Said to have come from Native American tribes such as the Navajo. Navajo, Navajo. I love the Pueblo. The Apache and the Hopi <laughs> people. It could be Hopi. For those of you with Native American ties, uh, please, God, can correct my terrible grammar later. So similar to the Wendigo, the Skinwalker. Is it Hopi? I thought it was Hopi. Is it Hopi? I said Hopi, I didn't I? have no idea, but I hope Hopi that you two are I right. I said the Hopi, the Hopi. Out there insulting the whole culture of people. I apologize sincerely to We're, the Hopi people. We're talking about the Navajos. The Navajos. <laughs> what was that from? Is that a movie? Somebody in a movie I went, Navajo, Navajo. 
I feel like it's without a paddle. So okay, skinwalkers, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> they're said to be humanoid with orangish red eyes, and these can be man, woman, or child that commits a deep sin. Looking at you, you serial killer. That's right. Those fucking saucers. We They're... talk about my eyes on every episode, and I like it. That's going to be a shirt, too. Just, my <laughs> Just your eyes? Yeah. Jesus on a black, God. <laughs> on a black shirt. <laughs> black that's shirt not good. No. Like this. That's what nightmares are made of. <laughs> so they're said to be incredibly powerful, like the gaze of Ian Wells' eyes. Powerful and... I, I, thought, he's, only... I thought he's a gaze. <laughs> You're talking about the looks. The gaze, yeah. We okay. both looked at each other like, what? The gazing. <laughs> We're in so much trouble yeah, over this episode. Are. Not we. Y'all went there. <laughs> it has, it's a different spelling and a different meaning. <laughs> They're incredibly powerful. Talk about skinwalkers. Hmm. So they can only be killed with a, with a bullet or a knife dipped in white ash, similar to the werewolf. And the silver, but it has now, to be white ash. I thought the Wendigo also you had to. That could be true. I have no idea how to kill a Wendigo. Chop I, its head I, off? I thought you had to chop its head off, yeah. Now, the Navajo believe the Skinwalker to be a powerful witch capable of disguising themselves as animals. So, I think that's kind of like what you were saying. No, you were talking about disguising themselves as other human beings, weren't you? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's skinwalkers in a nutshell is a uh, is disguising themselves as animals and then being able to transform into these humanoid but still animalistic creatures with these glowing like reddish orange eyes. Now, I'm going to talk about something a little bit more creepy to me is Ian Wells. No, I'm just kidding. Uh I accept that. In in again, please take this pronunciation with a grain of salt. The Qualupalic is a sea creature that preys on children. That's right, I said it, children. Specifically children. Uh, this is mostly popular in the Inuit tribe. I've heard about this before, but I don't know from where. Well, and, and again, there could be some movies and tv shows that has this shit in there i'm just saying like i just don't think it's as talked about as popular as like your wendigo creatures these creatures are described as human but with green slimy skin i know some humans like that they lure children in by singing underneath of the water and then when they come near the edge of the the ice or shore or wherever they're at they pull them in and bite them in the scrotum. Oh, they they put them in an uh in a basically a parka with a built-in baby carrying pouch. Like that's how they, then they take them underwater back to their lair and they eat them. So they're kind of like sirens. They sing the little Yeah, but in. it's mainly for children to draw them to the edge of the water and mm. I I think that's pretty fucking creepy if I may say so myself. Um some more uh, some more lore here, some more creatures well no let's let's pause for a second what do you guys think about that one is that out of the three i've named so far is that the creepiest in your opinion not really no? i still think the wendigo is the creepiest As, okay well, well maybe skinwalkers like there's skinwalkers, more skinwalkers. We, we'll yeah. bring that up in another there's a movie about that's that stuff, and, and so. that's why i didn't want to get too much into because if there's movies i don't want to yeah. like talk about that all here and plus like like i've got i've got more creepy ones that i think that i would like to see in a movie like the cherokee horned serpent I don't know why I screamed that. 
also known as the Uctina. And it is popular in the Cherokee tribe. It is a dragon-like serpent, formerly a human, in a failed assassination attempt on the sun. That's right. The sun. Hmm. So now, some others... tried to kill the sun. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up. Was it Mr. Burns? It was, actually. <laughs> Where he tried to block out the sun of Respectville. Yeah. So uh, some other some others in the Cherokee uh, tribe say that it's uh, Cherokee warriors, and uh, they are said to live in in caves, gorges, or high in mountains. Uh, they are also said to be as round as a tree trunk with horns on its head, with a bright diamond-like crest on its forehead. Uh, the pictures I saw of this earlier of these creatures were pretty creepy looking, and I think that would make a good story because you know like. Hit movie with a giant snake. What's the first movie that comes to mind? Anaconda. Exactly. You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. and that one did really well. So I feel like you can make a movie on on a creature like this and make 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 a good story, and make a lot of money doing it. Um, I just think that would that would be cool. I, am, am I topping the Wendigo yet, or you guys still think Wendigo is the creepiest? Price they're gonna have to go with the Wendigo. Okay, I respect that. Okay, <clears throat> so, now I so, see why they're making more Wendigo. So movies. describe the Wendigo. Like you, you didn't really describe it fully. They're large, so there are different interpretations. There's like the movie Antlers. They're large creatures with giant like horns, like a deer, like antlers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very. They can be very bony, very tall, very scrawny with hooves. I've seen iterations where they're giant, like yeti-looking creatures, like furry, mm-hmm. uh, large, large gigantic eyes, muscles. gigantic, mu- very muscular, very like large, like lichen-like mm-hmm. claws, and they they actually stand on two legs and, and walk like a man, humanoid. Mm-hmm. I've seen iterations of like games to where they they move like a creature would, you know, like that. That running on all fours, but not like not like a dog or a deer or something would. Just like real creepy to where like it doesn't rely on all four legs to run. And until that, dawn, they kind of look like. Uh, that's where I'm going. With Gollum this. is that his name? Gollum, from, yeah. They kind of they kind of like 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 gigantic. They uh, they have like kind of like they have long hair, but it's 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 matted. It's disgusting looking. Yeah. It's it hasn't been touched by Head and Shoulders in a very long time. <laughs> um, no suave going on here, and it's it's like I said, matted, but it's also missing in patches. Yeah, they've got crazy looking eyes, kind of fangs, uh, kind of claws, but not necessarily five fingers for claws, just like maybe like three uh, on the hand part. So, like I said, I've seen a lot of yeah. different versions of of Wendigos. So, if I didn't describe that before, I apologize. But like th- that uh, that that to me like can can go anywhere because like you you know the basis behind like what the Wendigo is based off of but as far as looks goes you can you can pretty much like make it look however you want to and i think they follow a, a formula i don't see very often the uh, yeti like creature being the Wendigo. um in supernatural i think it was kind of like that uh that humanoid like walking around mm-hmm. and get you and get you I don't even think they looked like all that crazy, did they? They just had like crazy teeth or something. Yeah, I, I think remember. they had like pale skin. 
and and they dwelled like uh, underground and they didn't really come out in the sunlight a lot. Now, yeah. see, a lot of these creatures you're describing, they do sound cool, but I think maybe we gravitate back towards the Wendigo a little more just because we have had so many visual representations of it. So, if we had more of these other creatures you're talking about in mainstream media, I think maybe that would have an influence on it. Means do you do you have uh do you have more you want to touch on the Wendigo in your personal opinion? Like, what's a Wendigo to you? Everything I've read uh, or seen in movies, the the most basic characteristic of it is large but gaunt. So, mm-hmm. like, by the the nature of what the myth says from the Algonquin people, it is something that's cannibalistic and is constantly starving at the same time. So it's constantly trying to eat humans or consume human flesh. Um, it seems like it's a mixture of folklore and reality-based storytelling folklore, which is what people did with like the big bad wolf, you know, or, you know, the boy who cried wolf or, you know, it's, it's telling stories to people to warn them because in the cultures that it was in, it seems like it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of people that that were in the north that could starve to death if they got lost in the woods, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Famine hit those cultures all the time, so they had to like protect against famine. Right, and so it, it was almost like that type of thing. And it, I mean, who's to say it didn't come out of a real story where somebody did cannibalize a group of people, or a group of people cannibalized other people? Because they were starving to death, and then this myth came out of that. Yeah. I don't know, but, I mean, it seems to me that's where the etymology would come from, because it comes from the Algonquin uh, peoples. And then the the whole idea of it having this skull and having antlers, so it's almost like humanoid slash animals, spirit animals that they already knew giant creature that they've already talked about with other things like the Sasquatch or Sasquatch. Hmm. Uh, and then like having the gauntness of starving to death. So it has to constantly eat and consume. Right. And it's taking entire groups of people and it's taking over your body. And then it says, you know, if it eats a person, it grows in size. Hmm. And that did show that in the movie that it, it grew did. in size. Yeah, it did grow in size so, as it, uh, as it fed. Yeah. No, like, I think it's a cool legend. It, it is. A, it. it is a cool legend. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. It's, it's a really cool legend. You can go a lot of places with it. I just think that there's there's more to it than just uh, Wendigos. Yeah. I think there's other creatures. But what if? And um, I'll tell you what. I'll get into another one here, and then I'll, I'll finish that thought. That this ties into Wendigos. The again, please, please, please excuse my butchering of <laughs> the hoppy. The what if it was hoppy? The cannons. The Flying Head Monster is what it's called. That one's from Until Dawn. Yes. Very creepy looking. So, <laughs> In a sexy so, sort of uh, way. So the, the Flying Head Monster is, is uh, to me, one of the more terrifying ones here, and I'll tell you why. These come from the Iroquois tribe and are said to be huge disembodied heads with fiery eyes and long hair. This legend is said to have been created from vengeful spirits of someone that has been murdered and decapitated 
Others say that it originates from those who practice cannibalism and return as a form of punishment. So again, cannibalism comes into the Native American folklore. But this time as a flying head, as a form of punishment. Uh, not necessarily decapitated, just a form of punishment in general. So either way, uh, you're, you're getting a lot of like cannibalism stories in, in this folklore. So um, which don't, to me, don't eat Which people. to me makes sense because... You know, tribes mm. and tribalism back then would have been, you know, certain tribes that were not warring. And then you had warring tribes around those that could have been into cannibalism, not only f- to feed their people, but to show power. Well, and that would go into their myths. That, you got to think of, like, again, these usually originate from cold areas, right? And why yeah. is that? Well, in my opinion, it's because... If you're out in the middle of the woods and it's freezing and and you have like a hunter type tribe, you know, they send certain groups out of hunters that go out into the woods to hunt, bring back food, whatever they can kill. Well, what if they get out there and they don't find anything and then they're out there for days and I know what you're thinking, like, well, they could just turn around and go home. They didn't believe in that back then. You couldn't come back empty handed. That was your job. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You had to come back with something. So if they're out there just waiting, searching, trying to find something in these harsh conditions, you would probably turn to like cannibalism and um, not you. I'm just saying in general, you might. I don't know. I might eat somebody. Well, bet you would. (laughs) So and it's uh, it's it's said that. the real serial now, killer look, is the high school teacher. Yeah, so, <laughs> so this is my favorite part about the flying head. All right. In order to get... The flying... I said what I said. So <laughs> My favorite part about the flying head. Yeah, I'll tell you it's what I like Modoc. about the flying head. Oh, God. Sounds like a rustling move in your basement. <laughs> the old flying head off the top rope. Oh, my God. It said to get rid of these heads... A tribe would build a campfire using small coals and roasted chestnuts. The tribe would eat the nuts, announcing loudly how delicious they were. God damn, <laughs> these nuts are good. Mm, bitch. Mm, bitch. These are the best nuts. Roasting over an open fire. So, I just think it's funny that that's how they get the attention. Hey, sitting horse. Want some of these? These. These what? These nuts. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. I assume you're about to make it make sense of why they do it with the chestnuts. Oh, I am. So this head comes floating over like, well, I got I to gotta see these nuts. <laughs> I got to get a mouthful of these nuts. And that's what they do. They oh, they come over, smell them roasting over there. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's scary. They ever shit out of me. <laughs> I was looking down. I didn't even see you touch the fucking button. I'm a little late on that one. I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts. Anytime this is the I, second any, time I've almost went into cardiac arrest today. Anytime I see Will shake his head over your shitty joke, I'm going to do that. You're going to nice. be hitting that button a lot. Yep. Don't even take your finger off of it. All right. I got it. So the smell, the smell would... It's a joke. Ooh, that that smell. (laughs) Yeah, it would lure the heads over. They would grab. They would grab mouthful of coals instead of walnuts. 
the the people would no the floating head oh they would lure it over damn these nuts are delicious <laughs> this thing would come just fucking grooving mm. over mm. Mm, i like nuts. get some of these Ooh, nuts get some of those mm, those smell good so uh it's a floating head with a voice box apparently so the head would get a mouthful of coals instead of walnuts, and then the head would burst into flames. Okay. That's some hot This is nuts. the most ridiculous one yet. I know. This, this one's never going to have a movie. So I don't want a movie thing. about this one. That's now. the thing. It starts off terrifying, this floating, flaming head <laughs> with this matted, disgusting, long hair. It's where Ghost it Rider came from. It turns out like it's the dumbest fucking creature Oh, nuts, huh? Mm, get me some. Uh, oh, God. They're hot. That's what I picture is like one of those flaming fucking skulls that Shang Tsung throws at people. Yeah. So, Wells, I want you to think of this. Next time you take the pizza rolls out of the microwave and they're too hot and you're... <sighs> Joke's you on can... you, my friend, because ever since I started cooking pizza rolls in the air fryer, I don't use the microwave. Okay. Ooh, burn. I don't know where the joke's on me. <laughs> Heat still works. Yeah, the air fryer. <laughs> just because you said microwave. <laughs> okay. You so, were specific on the microwave. You still put the pizza rolls directly in your mouth. He does. Start dying. That's how he takes them out of the air fryer. And he keeps on chewing it. <laughs> yeah. You got to bite the corner first, though, and let some of the heat out. I feel what? like that's dangerous. You go to bite the corner, doesn't the steam immediately hit your lips? Nah, bro. It's a science can't you just Can't you just leave them on the plate for a while? Oh. Do you hear this? Oh, he said science. science. If science is, if the steam is trapped inside of it and you open it, mm-hmm. isn't the steam going to escape from that hole? Eventually, it doesn't come out. What do you that. mean eventually? It has a lot of uh, stuffings in there to <laughs> trap the heat that it has to escape from. Stuffings. Don't stuffings. make no goddamn <laughs> <laughs> it's got some stuffing in some it. Stuffing in there. All right. What else? All right. <sighs> so, I've got the the scuda the scudamook the scudamook the scudamook, and it's a blood sucking ghost witch. So are you? I know a few of those. <laughs> blood sucking ghost witch. Don't do it. <laughs> in the daylight, it looks like a zombie. In the nighttime, it looks like a big ball of light. That's. The daytime thing sounds pretty cool. It being a zombie? Heck yeah. What do you mean, heck yeah? I love zombies. Well, yeah, until you fucking see one. Yeah. They just don't love him back. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> so they're a big ball of light. I think that's terrifying because you've, you've either got zombie, which I don't share the same enthusiasm as well, or a ball of light. Now, if you're in the middle of the darkness, for whatever reason, and you see a ball of light, you don't think like, oh shit, it could be a, a witch. Flaming ghost bitch witch. witch. Uh, they're said to prey on those who fall behind or become lost. The Wabanaki believe that they were once evil sorcerers who practiced black magic. And refuse to die. To stay alive, they feed on the flesh and blood of humans. Okay? It can only be killed during the day and can be destroyed by setting on fire and scattering the ashes into the four winds. Now. Now, once again, though, listen to that story. It comes from a folklore that is all about staying in a tribe 
not going off by yourself into the woods. Yeah, it's it. All of this is rooted from and the same, same premise. Shit. Yeah, there that and that again. That like that goes to my point. Is you're gonna starve to death if you you're get gonna off starve to death. Tribe, you're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna probably eaten. eat someone. If you know what I mean, and uh, you're gonna turn into something. A vengeful spirit, a flaming head. Yeah. If you ever turn into a flaming head, those aren't walnuts. Okay. Don't eat them. <laughs> Looking at you. You're the vengeful spirit here. No, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> We gotta get better, like <laughs> things to play. It's the same He's shit fucking, over and over. That really is sad. Default. I want to. I want to get like Rodney Dangerfield going. No respect. <laughs> we'll do that every joke. My wife, she doesn't respect me. So sorry, more office humor for you. So that kind of concludes my uh, my Native American folklore. I'm sure there's more stuff out there, but but they all are. They they got the same base story. Lost in the woods, part of a tribe. It's cold as balls um, outside. And then you eat someone or a mouthful of walnuts and... Eat flesh and you'll just eat, constantly want to eat, eat it. Eat flesh and you just constantly want to want to drink the blood of anyone and everyone around you. Now, for me, that's a Saturday night. Uh I, I don't I don't know how you guys feel about the the others. I know how Wells feels about the flaming head. He I feel like you liked it at first. You were like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I told you about the chestnut thing, and you were just fucking overboard. You abandoned ship. I didn't hate it at first, but I was <laughs> like picturing to kill him. Things that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. Man, hope nobody comes over here trying to get a taste of these nuts. It's weird. Like who thought of that? Like this head's just gonna be like, oh yeah. <laughs> Now, every time I hear chestnuts roasting on an open fire, I'm going to think of the flaming yeah, head. I see a giant flaming coming head. To grab my balls. With horrible hair. The only thing you're going to think of coming to grab your balls is Trent's cat. Oh, gosh. That cat. I hate that cat. All right. So, going back to the movie, let's tie it all in. So, I'm going to tie it in by saying, not a fan of the movie, but I, I get what they were trying to do. Uh, I guess they they don't specifically say it's a Wendigo, except for when, what's his name? We just said it earlier. The actor, something green. The shit, or Graham Green. Graham Green tells the story of a Wendigo. Yes. So that's what you kind of assume it is. Um, I Like I said, man, I thought the creature looked cool. Don't get me wrong. I just... It just it did it didn't grip me in a way that I was hoping it would. The story kind of fell flat. Um, I I don't necessarily understand why the dad was losing his mind but wouldn't attack his son. I mean, at that point, he didn't realize that was his son. Is the way I was taking it. So I'm not sure why he didn't rip him to shreds. Don't get me wrong. The way I, I wanted to see is that Wendigos always maintain some memory of their former life. So maybe that no, was at his first, point. at first, but like I feel like he when when he like hit a certain point, he was too far gone. Maybe I've never like why was it. why was he protecting the kids in the cave at the end? Is what you're saying? Like why didn't he eat them? Well, that and the whole time the boy was going up there and feeding them. Now, the other boy, yeah. I can understand. 
because he hadn't fully turned yet, mm-hmm. but his blood was still infected, so I understand why the dad wasn't attacking him up there. But when the brother, who wasn't infected, came up there and was taking care of him, the the dad growled at him a few times. Yeah. Like that, just so you know. And uh, he didn't really he didn't really try to attack him. Yeah. Which I'm glad he didn't, but I'm just saying, like, it just seemed kind of sketch to me. Well, my biggest thing was not... I got a long one here. Do you want to... Wells, do you want to squeak yours in real quick? Oh, I can do it really quick. Okay, go ahead. It sucked. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. All right. The three quarters <laughs> of the movie he watched. That's it right. sucked. It was more than enough. All right. But the, the discussion was much better. I was hoping it would be. I want you to know, across two podcasts, I don't think I've ever talked about a movie this man stayed fully awake for. <laughs> he does work can a lot of please, hours. He works a lot of hours. Can you hit him with it again? Which one? You know. Yeah, he deserves both of them. What I've said is a fact. No, it's not. He doesn't work a lot. He works the same amount of hours everybody else does. It's not that I work a lot. It's just that I have to get up the butt cracking off. You can't nap. We don't get on till like 8 o'clock. I'll try, but it's not easy all the time. <laughs> it's not easy to fall asleep. Not if you have to. It is when you're watching a movie. It's not easy being cheesy. Give me the rim shot. hey <laughs> The way he's looking at Side me. Side-eyeing him. Side-eyeing him. Okay, so here's my take uh, on I'm it. I'm sorry. First time on. I watched it, I watched it with my daughters in a theater. It was very dark in that theater. They were probably trying to save Bulb Life. Mm-hmm. Couldn't see half of what was going on. I was very disappointed in the ending because I felt like it was too abrupt for the girl just to kill him. Um, and I was hoping Graham Greene's character would come out and help her and then probably stereotypically like all horror movies, Graham Greene's character almost gets mortally wounded and then she ends up killing yeah. killing it. I thought maybe that would happen. None of that happened. Yeah, he wanted like <laughs> but, nothing to do with it. He was like, are you fucking with that thing? Yeah. I ain't going down there. But, girl. After the second watch, because my daughter was like, you know, hey, it was a really good movie up to that point of the ending. So then I started trying to figure out what did I miss? So I went back and watched it and logically thought about it instead of viscerally watching it. You know, I was looking at the first time I was watching it for jump scares, which it had a few good jump scares. Gore had a few good gore scenes. You know, the, the Wendigo itself looked really cool, better than I would dare say any Wendigo I've seen. Now, I don't play video games, but better than any Wendigo I've seen on film or television. I thought it looked really cool. Um, But I wanted to go back and see what this movie is about, right? Because I thought it had a slow pace, but the pace was, was engaging enough for me to try to pull me into it. So what I ended up thinking about was why did this guy write this movie? What the what the crap is a Wendigo? What's it about? And why did they set the these white people basically with no knowledge of the Native American legend in this, right? So then I realized this movie in my mind, and you, you know, I don't know if there's anything online about it, so I could just be making this up, but you know how I am. I, I put a lot of time, I, I make shit up all the time, <laughs> so I I put metaphor into this movie, and it, you know it made made sense after I thought about it this way. The whole first part of the movie is about a dying town that had a coal industry at one time, mm-hmm. dying people that had 
money at one time. Mm. You know, it was a thriving business, I'm sure. They were now making meth there. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? And the Wendigo consumes this town or these people towards the end or is consuming this family because the movie was about, in my mind at this point, when I watched it the second time, it was a metaphor for how people in in places like that and in families like that and towns like that, how they process that, you know, their town dying. They process there's no more industry. They process, you know, abuse when they're little. And they tie it tied in and it made sense the abuse of these two little boys from his dad is the same or similar to the abuse that the sheriff and the girl went through. Now theirs was more sexual and and physical. This was abuse emotionally and it was abuse by neglect. Mm-hmm. And the guy didn't know how to get out of that. So it was almost like how, if you look at the dad character, it makes sense that he wouldn't hurt the kids because he's trying to keep his family together. His wife's gone. His industry's gone. The only way he's making money and the only thing he's doing is just causing trouble now through this meth. And the brother went through the abuse and was pissed off at the sister who's now become an alcoholic, but she's trying to change things. So she sees that little boy that needs that same help that she needed when she was little. That's why she tries to help him. And the brother tries to push it under the rug until he has to face it at the end. And it consumes him and it kills him. And then she has to kill the thing at the end because she's the one that all of the pain and tragic nature of her entire backstory has to come out through that. So to me, it's, it's a horror movie disguising the actual pain and trauma of, of abuse and neglect and the breakdown of a town, you know, yeah. an industry. And it's kind of like how America, you go across anywhere right now in Eastern Kentucky, or you go into West Virginia, or you go into Virginia, going to Ohio, parts here in Indiana and you see people struggling because industry has left them. Hmm. You know, you go into Detroit, Detroit's like a friggin' I don't know if you guys have ever been to Detroit. It's like, it's like a bomb shelter or it's it's like, it's been bombed, not a bomb shelter. It's like, it's like a town that's been bombed. Gary, Indiana, which Hmm. used to be one of the biggest, you know, industries outside of Detroit for steel and for, for cars. And it's, it's, a ghost town is full of drugs. Gary, Indiana is like one Scary. of the uh, murder capitals of the world. Exactly. I'm not saying it's the, yeah. but it's it's in the it's in the top. St. Louis, St. Louis has become that in parts of St. Louis, mm-hmm. and that I mean, the, my whole point is when I went back and watched this movie and thought about those things, it actually takes on a different movie to me. It's no longer a horror movie; it's a horror movie, but it's like it has a story to it that I didn't see the first time because it is about trauma and it's about neglect and it's about drugs and it's about abuse. And she has to face that head on. And at first I was pissed because Graham Greene didn't face it, but it wouldn't make sense if he faced it Mm. for the storyline. Now I still think it's too abrupt at the end. He could have at least been involved though. I agree with you. It was too abrupt, but it, it, I love the way her brother is starting to show the signs. Now, I don't agree with doing a part two. I think that's stupid because that ruined the whole 
metaphor, right? You know, but it shows how that bu- abuse is going to live on. Even though they've taken this boy in, what the fuck's he about ready to become? He's about ready to show the signs of abuse and become abusive and, and consume his family. So the consumption of the family unit is basically that trauma mm. or the drugs or the losing of the jobs. I don't know. Am I reading too much into I, it again? I'm not going to say that you are. Yeah, I think. Uh... <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're full of shit. I, yeah, and 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 if you watch it again, though, think about those things. I will. And it I makes will. way more sense. And I I understand what you're saying, and I agree with it. Um, now that you put it in that perspective for me, it's just at the same time. I don't know if I'm still going to like it because I just I thought it kind of fell flat. However, it's not, it's not a. It's however, not a knowing movie. all that, I could I could go back and kind of. Watch it, maybe appreciate it for a second time. Um, that's, that's the risk. It, to me, that's the risk these types of horror movies right. run. Because you, you go and watch them for the visceral. And if you don't get enough visceral, then you're like, oh, that movie isn't that good. It's not scary. It doesn't have no jump scares, blah, blah, blah. And then if it's got a message behind it and you got to watch it twice for the message, is it a good message then? Because then you have to think about it too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, get out. I got the message right away. Oh yeah, it was, us. It was right there. Took me three watches to watch us to understand it. I still don't like that movie. I didn't care for that. One. But a lot of people love it, so it's like, and I understand what he was going with. Us, so it's us like, to me is more fifty-fifty reaction from people than yeah. um, what's what's uh, Get Out. Get Out to me was unanimous people loving it. Yeah, us was more fifty-fifty split and. Uh, Maybe maybe we'll have that discussion one day, but I don't think it's going to tie into anything that we're doing here. So unless I can figure out a way to do that, we probably won't be talking about it. So in conclusion, I'm I'm definitely starting to feel like I need to give the movie another watch by uh, Darren's description, and and you you definitely swayed me into watching it again. Yay! I'm not even looking to don't my even left. don't even have to like it. Because because I you didn't know. have to work too hard to persuade him to watch it again. <laughs> well, I, do, I like to give things a second try because there's a lot of things that I that I haven't liked the first time and I went back and watched it again. And like you said, I've been like, you know, I really wasn't, I'm paying, I guess I wasn't paying that much attention. Um, yeah. And I told you, you, over there, that, uh, and I'm sure there's plenty, but one off the top of my head right now, I told you to go back and watch V for Vendetta again. Because I fucking hated that movie when it first yeah, came out. Yeah, I still haven't to do that yet. V for, v for, Vendetta. for Okay. I thought you said Beaver Vendetta. Beaver, beaver Vendetta. <laughs> What's about these beavers, porn? right? So, uh, they have a vendetta really, against the really waters. Um, didn't there like a... There's a Beaver movie that came out a few years ago, a B movie, right? Zombiever. Zombiever. That's now, I, I will give it to you, like, it, that does happen a lot, because, like I yeah. said before, House of a Thousand Corpses, didn't like it the first time I watched it, went back after watching Devil's Rejects, and I loved it for some I reason. Same movie. I don't think I'm going to go back and like that, because I've watched House of a Thousand Corpses twice for some reason, because I thought it was going to be better the second <laughs> time, and I think I hated it more the second time than I did the first time. So I find it hilarious. It in, makes me laugh. I don't in, know why that movie makes me laugh. It is hilarious. In conclusion... It's not scary. It's funny. It's nasty. I want to give this movie a second try. I will. I don't know how it's going to go, but, you know, whatever. I'll try it again. So, with that being said, I think they need to give these other things I've named, even though, like, we've... 
come to the conclusion we all agree that it's the same basis, the same story. It's just it's different twists. So I think it would be cool to see some of these other creatures in, in mainline in, in mainstream uh, movies or I mean even B movies. I don't care if it's mainstream or not, but shows and stuff. So yeah, that that pretty much um that pretty much wraps it up. I uh I think I said all I want to say. Has anybody got any final thoughts? Other than it sucked. These nuts are hot. Nope. (laughs) Like we've talked enough about it. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Check out our merch on our merch store. (laughs) I was going to say, that was our longest outro Uh, ever. (laughs) Also, check out like any of our socials. We need more people to interact with us. So start giving us comments, even if it's bad comments, even if you're that one douchebag that wants to get me off of one of those Facebook groups. That's fine. He wants I'll to come get on. you off. He does want to get So bad. I'm sure he does. I, I've, like a mouthful of cold nuts. I have a lot of people that have said really, really positive things on there, and we've tried to like them and, and say some stuff here and there. I'm going to start posting those more just to get people to look at, hey, people are actually listening to this and enjoying it. So hopefully that's something that will happen in the future. We need more interaction. Uh, so that's all I've got. Yeah, sounds good. No, I agree. We do need more positive interaction. but um, Or negative. Either or way. Negative, yeah, just, just, interaction. 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 Just, just react whatsoever. Uh, that'll work. But um, yeah, again, I'm Ian. I'm Ian. <laughs> I'm the 30 in tonight. You could be Trent. You're an honorary Ian. Hey, Jensen, can I can I go out tonight? No. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm watching the NCAA. No. <laughs> You're not doing that either. Oh. Hey, she by doesn't the way, sound let's, anything like let's that. Let's give a congratulations out to Trent on this episode. He is now a secondary new father. He's having two a second time. child. Oh, two-time father. Yes. Two-time daddy. Two-time Although daddy. last time I congratulated Trent, he completely ignored it. And then didn't invite well, Did you not have wedding. fun at his wedding? Uh, the wedding <laughs> that I wasn't invited to? No, I did not have Damn fun. Damn right. Don't you ever forget it either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Hey, let me ask you a question. How messed up is that? <sighs> I don't even have words for it. Hey, from now on, if I get remarried, mm-hmm. which I've been, I've I've had like a secondary vows thing like two years ago on my 15th anniversary. Oh, I was like, where the fuck is he going with this? Once I have that again, I'll invite you. Faux show. I'm already invited. It just happened. It's and recorded. My, and my 50th birthday party next year. You're invited. Yes. In the dead of night, when the moon is high. The shadows dance, the evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is thin. So now is the time to let Wow. Alright, on that on that note, let's just fade out. <laughs>